Hi everyone. Welcome to the Bible Project Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to work through the entire Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, for however long it takes. So I really hope you enjoy this journey that we're going on together. If you're just dropping into the series now, I can suggest that you might want to go back to episode 1. The first 66 or so episodes are an overview of each and every one of the books of our Bible. And then season 2, which began 71 days ago, is our journey together through the Bible beginning in the book of Genesis. Well today we've reached Genesis chapter 9 and we're going to be looking at verses 6 through to 11 and I've called today's episode Precious to God. And I'd remind you that the full transcript of all these talks is available in the episode notes of any audio version of the podcast that you might be listening to. So last time in the previous episode we established the principle of protecting life. And today the text moves on from the subject of mainly dealing with the shedding of animal blood to the shedding of human blood here in verse 6, which of course is talking about the taking of a human life. Chapter 9 verse 6 says this, Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. Alright, so what's going on here? Earlier in verse 3 we were told humanity had been given the authority to kill animals, but for food. But we were also told that neither animals nor humans must ever kill another human being. So human blood is not to be shed. The general provision had been given to allow us to kill animals for the purpose of food, but we were told then and were reminded today that we must never kill another human being. In fact, it says God will require that if anyone kills another human being, it will need to be accounted for. Now here in the Old Testament, God is seen to require the life of the one who takes the human life. God says this very clearly under the Old Testament covenant. The Old Testament clearly states that if you or I kill another human being, the punishment at that time would be that we would need to forfeit our lives. So human life is clearly seen to be very special, valuable, sacred in fact, to the point that if anyone kills another human being, they too will be killed. Now some theologians have suggested that this is the point in the text where God is seen to establish human government. Up to this point, God has acted out his will, sometimes even intervening in events by raining down judgment or even using a worldwide flood. But from this point forward, humanity has been given some authority to carry out God's commands on earth. Prior to this, there was no government. Remember, this is a long time before the law will be given. The Ten Commandments have not been given to Moses yet. Moses hasn't even appeared on the scene yet. But from this point forward, God is beginning to establish some social dictates. By these words in Genesis chapter 9, human temporal government is established. A real problem in our society today is the fact that because people don't have a biblical orientation anymore they find it very difficult to figure out what these ancient texts mean. 
So they sometimes come up with false ideas like all life is sacred or you can't kill anything at any time for any reason. Some people today believe we should not kill animals, not even for food, but at the same time they will say elderly people or those that they have determined of no long-term life quality that they can be euthanized. So the dividing line for some people is very confused. But remember what it says here in verse 6, for it is very straightforward. God explains to us that humanity is made in the image of God, and that is what makes a human life sacred. Human beings were created in the image of God, so human beings are more than just animals. Human life is special because it is made in the image of God. Human life is precious. However, there's more to this passage we're looking at today. Let's just pick it up in verses 7 to 10. And it says, this is God speaking to humanity, to, to Noah and his generations after they left the ark. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I will establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark, every living creature. So in verse 7, God says, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then in verse 9, he says, I am going to make a covenant with you, Noah, your family, and in fact, every creature that emerged from the ark. The real point here is that God is making a promise, a covenant, and he will tell us the content of that promise in the next verse. It says, I will establish my covenant with you. Here it is. Here's the promise. Never again will all life be destroyed by waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the whole earth. So here God unconditionally promises that he will never again destroy all life on the earth. There may be local natural catastrophes and events, but never again will there be seen to be a worldwide destruction. But now in the verses that follow on from here, we will see God gives humanity a sign of that covenant, of that promise, one that we are all very familiar with, right down to this day. And we shall take a look at that sign and that promise and what it means in the next episode. I look forward to meeting with you again here very soon.